I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. He's on a service master by Cornerstone phone line. It is Chris Harrington. He was in the building last night. He's got a piece up at the Daily Menti, and I have tweeted it out about the extravaganza. Chris, what are we listening to? That's uh, the Memphis Train by Rufus Thomas, backtracker, in honor of the train-like Desmond Bain uh, and his career-high game. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty freaking extraordinary. And by the way, the uh, the uh, ESPN power ranking, future power rankings are out now. I just saw this; it was just sent I to think me. They, I think at this point, they must update those like every three weeks or something. Is I, I that feel like true? They're, they're constantly. I feel like they're constantly coming out. This was from seven a.m. today. Right, and but, it, but I, I, yeah, I'm, and it is uh, Grizzlies are number one uh, in the future power rankings now. So uh, anyway, we'll talk about that right. more. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit uh, uh, later. Well, that was fun. I, I don't like you. You had to like. I don't know whether it was in the third quarter. I think it was in the third quarter. I just sort of realized I was watching something extraordinary. But what was it like? Um, I mean, it was great. It was. It was. It was. You know, a really good NBA game to me. Almost feels sort of novel act. There's just, there's just so much, you know. There's, there's 48 minutes and 24 second shot clock, and there's so much packed into it. And you know, possession after possession, uh, a, a great game is not just about a great performance. It's about the subplot too, which I got into a little bit. You know, I mean, the the, the Ja Durant Bain Kyrie stuff was so great. Like it almost like subsumes like the whole like the drama of the Dylan Brooks return and the. The you know the the the, the nadir of descent and then his call, his point his way back up at the end and the Fafi Aldama stuff and like all the stuff going well, on. Well, let, let, let's t- okay talk about some of those uh, as as they say. Let's talk about Dylan Brooks first. Um, what uh, what you think of Dylan? Well, he as he I can't remember what the quote was. Although I was standing right in front of him, he said something like you know he was I was a little too hyped to begin the game. He said afterward and laughed, and which was I think you could see it to be true. Um, you know, he came out missing missing a bunch of shots and and, and creating and, and and committing a bunch of fouls and talking a bunch of trash. And after about the third miss, you could the crowd was groaning every time he put a shot up. And it was you know it, the game that game could have gone away in which that would have been the story of the game and that and the Dylan Brooks I would have been writing the Dylan Brooks column. It could have easily been that that could have been the night, but. What happened with with the the four stars that overwhelmed that, and then Brooks himself got a little bit of redemption at the end. I mean, at the end of the game, in the last three minutes, he comes back out, 
Um, he baits Durant. At this point, it's like a two-possession game. He baits Durant into an into an offensive foul to, to create a turnover. He does the Tony Allen. I didn't mention this column. I should have. He does the Tony Allen change of possession signal. Um, <laughs> and then they come back down to the other end of the floor, and the ball bops around, and it, and it, and it goes out to Dylan Brooks completely wide open, like wide AFS yep. open um, for her three-point shot, and he didn't take it. He swung it to Desmond Bain for a slightly less open shot by a better shooter, and Bain canned it to make it a three-possession game. And to me, that that little sequence, you know, the, the, the getting the turnover and then having the presence of mind to not take that shot and to get it to Desmond Bain was a little a little sort of notary redemption and what, for the most part, was a pretty bad night for Dylan Brooks. All right, another subplot, and this is one you uh, wrote about, honestly, in previewing the game in your preview column. Uh, was that Stephen Adams, you said, could be a key to this, and he absolutely was. Thoughts on Stephen last night? Yeah, that was my marquee matchup of the week for Grizzlies games this week with Stephen Adams against the Nets' front line. And, you know, he only had four offensive rebounds, but I think his impact was greater than that. Uh, they just had no one who could match with him physically. And Stephen Adams, as he tends to be, was just so effective, even though he's not his only score. I mean, the rebounding and the passing and the screen setting and just his physical presence. I think had a big impact on that game. How about Santi Aldama? Aldama, so Aldama had he had two plays, one in each half, where the ball finds its way out to him with like you know six seconds on the shot clock or whatever, and he dribbles into a move and finds himself like stuck in no man's land, and like keeps on working his way out of it and like and like and like created buckets. And so not only is that was that are those flashes you know of skill level to be able to like you know create shots out of nothing, which is hard to do in the NBA. But it sort of showed composure, uh, you know, present, you know, composure and calmness in, in that situation. And, you know, that was his, you know, at the opening night was the best of his four games. That was definitely the second best of the four games. But I think even in, in the lesser games, he, he is like, he, to me, I, I think mo- most people watching Grizzlies Close, and we talked about this last night with Drew and some other people, like we're all convinced like he's good. Like there are levels of good, but, he, but he's, he's legit good. Um. Drew, in his piece, and again, there's two pieces up at the Daily Memphian on last night's extravaganza. I urge you to read them both. Um, Drew, in his piece, said he now has a nickname, and it is not Big Spain, but Slim Spain. Do you co-sign the nickname? Is that what? What's the level of officialness of this nickname? The first, the first I saw that was when I read Drew's piece this morning, and we're going to be recording our pod here in about half an hour. Uh-huh. So I'm going to have to quiz him on like where that came from. Um, I don't know what the origin of that is. It's new to me. <laughs> it seems okay. I, I think mean, it's we, okay. I mean, I mean, Pal Gasol like preceded Marcus All, and he right. sort of slim Spain without the name. It's certainly better than Santa Claus, which won't. Which it we is will not allow. yes. It is if if what it's doing is, is displacing Santa Claus, then uh, then then I'm for it. But and I kind of like it, but I don't know. It seems a. Uh, it's uh, the kind of thing that I am not going to try to make a thing, no. but if other people make it a thing, I will I'll go along the, with the, it. The, right. The, the, yeah, the listen, it's a line. It, yeah. It's as good enough that it's a line I'd like to have used in my column to call him Slim Spain, but I don't know that it's good enough to stick as a nickname, I guess is how I would put it. So anyway, he was good. Uh, uh, but we do get to the main event, uh, and that is uh, Ja and Desmond Bain against KD and Kyrie. And I think you had a line, what did you say? KD is ridiculous? KD is ridiculous. Like, that third quarter is ridiculous. Seven-footer, like, every shot, pure. It was eight of nine, 17 points in the quarter. 
He's ridiculous. We, we talk about, you know, the, the, the sort of mechanics issues with Jaron Jackson and, like, just, you know, getting, getting all, those, all those arms and legs to all operate, like, you know, in, in unison in the right. And you watch Kevin Durant, and it's like the mechanics just don't seem feasible um, for him to move and shoot that smoothly at that, at that size and length. And, and I, I don't – I think it's fair to say no one in the history of the game has quite shot that well at that kind of length and she certainly shot that well on the move at that at that kind of length. Um, you know, you know, you got next win Ben win Benyana, I guess, but like to, to to this day, like there's no one quite like Durant in terms of that. Uh, by the way, Drew's listening. He says it comes from Pete and Brevin. And they in fact wanted Drew to ask uh, ask him if he liked it. Uh, uh, he, he can't be trusted. Apparently, someone asked him if he likes Santa Claus, and he co-signed that. He cannot so, at all be trusted. On the, right. he, he just is so agreeable. He doesn't really say much, but he's just kind of agreeable. Listen, he agreed with the official when he gave him the technical the other day. Right. You know. That's so, right. so uh, he, you're 100. percent He cannot be trusted on this on this important matter. All right. So um, you had Kevin Durant being Kevin Durant in the third quarter. And you had Kyrie being Kyrie in the fourth quarter, and yet the Grizzlies. Uh, outdueled them. I don't know. You wrote more about about Ja than than Dez, but um, I don't know what is there. What is there to say about Ja at this point, other than he's you, okay. Here, I'll, I'll let me put it this way. You said at one point that it was two of the five best players of the NBA, in the NBA, and then you paused and said, "Can we say that now?" Uh, uh, going I, at I, each I, other, you left out a word in what I okay, read. Okay, can we say? I said two of the five best offensive players. Oh, I see. In the league, um, I, I think I think if Ja if Ja shoots, and I don't like this, he's not going to shoot sixty percent from three. If he shoots forty percent from three, then I feel I feel like he's one of the five best offensive players in the league. Yes. The in five- terms of in terms of being able to create points for yourself, in terms of being able to create offense for your team, in terms of just the skill level that is going into it. I feel like if he is shooting like this, I think it's him, Durant, Luka, Jokic, Steph. I think those are the five best pure offensive, offensive players, players in the league. league. Yeah, I can, I can go with that. Um, and uh, it, it's ridiculous. He was incredibly efficient last night. There was one point because I had the, I had I was listening to Eric as I was watching it too, and Eric was incredibly frustrated in the second quarter after Roddy kept missing those shots. Because Ja hadn't wasn't the leading shot taker on the team at that point. wasn't close to the leading I, I, shot taker on the team at that point. I will say this, and I I I, I got to I mean, I've been around him in you know media day and stuff, but I actually got to introduce myself one on one to David Roddy last night, talking uh-huh. to Minnesota, little Minnesota with him. Uh-huh. So I am I am rooting for the kid. It's a fellow quasi Minnesotan. I'm the quasi. He's the full. Yeah. But I got to say, last night, like the way the crowd was groaning whenever Dylan touched the ball. I was groaning like that whenever David Roddy touched the ball. I really was. I'm well, rooting for the kid, but it, it was rough last night. It was a bad moment. It was a bad yeah. stretch. But, again, I don't – Santi Aldama wasn't asked to play on the no, big stage last year. He was allowed to just to just percolate, and, 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 and Roddy has to do this in front of everybody. And so well, I don't think it means he's not ever going to be effective. No, that's exactly right. And to me, what's instructive there – is that Roddy was able to develop without playing a lot, without playing meaningful minutes last season. And so, Aldama, right, yeah, Aldama. Yeah, Aldama yeah. was able to develop without playing meaningful minutes last season. And so if they get Zaire back, when they get Zaire back, when they get Jared back, when they're at full strength, 
Like, I, I think they don't have to force the issue with the rookies and think that they're not developing them if they're not forcing the issue because they have now, now they have proof of concept that we can, we can develop in practice, we can develop in the G League. Like, if they're not ready and we don't need them, we don't have to force it to get where we want to get with players necessarily. And a bad moment for Laravia as he missed the dunk. It wasn't as right. – it was just a missed dunk. It wasn't a stretch of bad play like you were getting from – I mean, Roddy now back-to-back games, defensively against Luca, and then offensively last yeah. night, has been tough. And I really like him too. Um, so, um, all right, and then Desmond Bain. Uh, we weren't – you know, I don't think anyone thought he'd forgotten how to shoot, but it was certainly nice to see it. So, so I went and looked this up. I ended up not using it in the column, but – so he was, I think, 3 of 28 or something like that from three in his first three games of the season. Mm-hmm. Last season in November, like fairly early on, but not the first three games of the season. But last year in November, he had a three-game stretch where he shot one of 17 from three. And so, like, and he ended up with the second-best three-point percentage in the whole league. And so I think what I said yesterday about, like, there's sort of three explanations, and one of them is just, like, shooters have cold spells no matter how good a shooter you are. So, I, you know, I think that was part of it. But I think a big part of it, and, and I think Desmond Bain and Taylor Jenkins have both made reference to this yesterday, a big part of it, I think, has been growing pains a little bit. Like, he is – they're asking him to do more. And, again, you see this in the assist numbers before last night and then again last night with seven. They are asking him to step up in the pecking order in terms of how much they rely on him to create offense for himself and for the team. And, like, that's an adjustment. And, like – and, and it couldn't have possibly gone better in, game, in the fourth game of his season last night. To the extent that anyone was worried about it, I honestly think most of it was you just hope it's not physically Physical. related. You yeah. know, like, and that was because, yes, no one thinks he forgot how to shoot, but you can't have a bad back forever, you know. And so um, it, was, it, was certainly, it was certainly great to see. Um, I don't know. Was there anything else from, oh, the, 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 the job moment, where he, uh, where he baited uh, Ben Simmons into right. the foul. What did you, uh, what did you make of that? So there were there were two elements elements that, and Drew Drew did a great job getting really into the weeds on that to lead his column. I, I, I sort of saved it for just a reference at the end in mind, since Drew was going deep into it, and Drew had asked most of most of the questions about this in the post game. But um, there were, it was sort of two moments folded together. One was the running down the clock thing, which Ja has been doing. That's a strategic matter, but that was the most elaborate version of it I think he's ever done. And it's the, we have a lead late in the game. It's like a, it's like a, full, a quarterback in football who's letting the clock run before he snaps because they're, they're trying to run down the clock to hold a lead. Right. That's basically what Ja is doing. He's, he ran 24 seconds off of the game clock without the shot clock starting while the Grizzlies had like a three-possession lead with like three minutes to go or whatever it was, right? By the way, on, on that, that score, what's interesting is how people like us, because someone over on Nets Twitter tweeted about this, and it's amazing how what, I don't mean, like what people don't know. Like there are people mad that the quote-unquote clock started when the shot clock hadn't. That's the whole point. The clock does is, run yes. and the shot clock does not. Exactly. Welcome yes. to the rules of basketball. <laughs> right. um, yes, and anyway. so there was that part of it. But then the second part of it, and like when Ja was talking about it in the post game, I didn't quite, I didn't quite buy everything he was saying. But then you go back and look, and it's one hundred percent, one hundred percent true. Um, he said that that he, you know, he that, that he remembered a play, and I went and found it. And I, if you go to my Twitter feed, you'll see it because I, I I took a video of it off my laptop and put it up this morning. He said he remembered a play from his rookie season in Philadelphia 
when he was doing the same kind of thing, and he turned to look at the bitch, and when he turned to look at the bitch, Simmons stole the ball and took it down the other way for a basket. And so he remembered in the moment that Simmons, that if he turned his head, Simmons would likely be aggressive and try to do the same thing. So this time he baited him. And it's funny, if you watch the video, he does it twice. Because he turns to look at the bitch. This is after he picks the ball up. He turns to look at the bitch, and like Simmons doesn't make a move, and Josh seems sort of annoyed now that you know. <laughs> and so he says, oh, fine, well, I'm going to do it again. He turns to look at the bench again. Then Simmons goes for it, and Josh picks the ball up or, you know, make, turns and, right. and baits him into a foul. I actually don't think that was much of a foul. That was, I don't, I, if, I, if I were a Nets fan, I'd be annoyed at that call. That was pretty ticky-tack. But clearly, Josh was Jha intentionally doing that it. intentionally. Yes, yes. 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 Um, all right, it was it was a hell of a show, and uh, Chris has a piece up. You'll want to relive the uh, by reading Chris's piece, and Drew has a piece up as well. And Drew also has a uh, has a one on one with Ja that's going to go up in a little bit at the Daily Memphian as well. So you can catch that too. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Thanks. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty five dollars per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only three ninety-nine per month. Deep left field. It's gonna go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.